0: Yat gadget for all your kayak fishing accessory needs. Go to YakGadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to Pelican.com. The One Five Three Bait Company for all your hard and soft baits needs. Go to the One Five Three
3: Anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Real Down. Just me tonight. Uh, got a little bit of a guest host in. Uh, Drew couldn't make it, and it may or may not be because he's out testing a new kayak. Maybe his new kayak everybody's been waiting on. But uh, sorry I missed everybody last week. where it got in the way, and I will be out next week going to the beach. And I'll be honest, I don't want to think about this while I'm down there on the coast. But, uh, yeah, uh, got a good show planned for tonight. Uh, it's a bunch of local guys. It's my local club, uh, North Alabama Kayak Anglers. We had an event this weekend that's a little different than what most clubs do, and I'm going to let those guys that we bring on talk about it. We've got a couple of the winners, and uh, one of the guys that's coming on, uh, he did real well, actually has a really fun Slash painful story that happened to him And he's also one of the directors for the club So uh, we'll bring him in first Mr. Dan Sasser
1: Hey, what's going on, Jimmy?
3: What's up, man? How you doing?
1: Oh, man,
3: I'm making it How's your leg?
1: It's okay, it's a little bruised, but it's alright how's
3: your, how's your finger?
1: The finger actually was worse But uh, it's okay
3: Always, man, them finger injuries will tear you up
1: yeah, And it bled like a stuck hog Oh,
3: cool. yeah uh well uh we've never had you on the show before uh tell us uh, a little bit about yourself uh, how you got into kayak fishing and then you can also tell us uh how you're involved with NACA
1: Yeah, so I guess I've been kayak fishing now for like about eight years I started um uh, well I can't really do math but it was sometime around 2013 so I guess I'll wait. but anyway so yeah I started in 2013 I was in college and liked fishing like waiting waiting for fish and catching you know spotted bass and largemouth and I couldn't afford a boat had my eyes on like some uh you know tin boats and flat bottoms and stuff and I was like man I just had a plastic kayak you know and and back then it was like I just knew what they had at Dick's Sporting Goods so uh, a buddy took me on a float uh, that I worked with and and, uh, lived in the same apartment complex as him and I went the very next day and bought my first Pelican and thought it was like the Cadillac of all Cadillacs. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that's how I really got into it. I didn't really start, you know, getting involved with the local club much until I guess four, four or five years ago, I just kind of like fished on my own. Um, but uh, then got involved with NACA, North Alabama kayak anglers a couple years ago and uh, just fished the, the local stuff. And, and uh, there I'm uh, on the board of directors and I've kind of just helped Help just do a little bit of everything, whatever they need me to do, uh, but also uh, assist with our monthly big bass uh, online tournaments. You know, it's just one best largest fish wins the whole month. So you fish it uh, any anywhere you want in North Alabama throughout the month Um, and then largest fish wins and pays out top, you know, usually top three or so. So uh, I help with that and just any other kind of small uh, or large assistance, you know, whatever I can do to help
3: he's kind of like a cheap mule he'll do just about whatever you put on his plate but mm-hmm. uh i forget that you've been in it so long i in my head you hadn't been in it much longer than i have when i met you because yeah. uh dan kind of helped get me into it uh my brother-in-law introduced me to it and you and my brother-in-law are uh, really good buddies mm-hmm. and uh the first time I got in anything that wasn't an Ascend was with you. I tried out your, uh, ocean kayak, yeah, tried for, it. it, was probably. Probably. Yeah, it was probably. Yeah, that was, that was that actually, you know, most uncomfortable seat in the world. Probably to this day, still the fastest kayak I've ever paddled. That thing would fly.
1: It would absolutely get up and go.
3: Yeah. Although, it didn't I, weigh I, nothing.
1: I kind of hated to sell it. It was, it was a fun kayak to paddle, but after a few hours, it was not fun to paddle.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we'll do the quick story before we get Luke on here so we can let Luke and Michael talk about their uh, <laughs> freaking awesome days they had. So uh, you give us just a quick rundown of how. Uh, first off, we'll start before that. The trail is the River Stop. Give us a rundown of what the River Stop event means, kind of like how we do it.
1: Yeah, so our River Stop basically, it's – a lot of our guys favorite uh favorite trail stop of the year we don't typically have it every single year we kind of rotate it but uh, we've had it the last two years uh because it is a big you know favorite trail and it really is kind of getting back to the roots of kayak fishing so it's um, any public public access legal water within the boundaries of north alabama and it has to be skinny moving water uh, or some current at least so it's got to be a creek a flowing river. Uh, basically, our rule is you have to be able to cast to either bank uh, from the middle of the creek. So that's that's the rule. Um, as long as you can access it, you know, as long as it's not uh, closed off, basically, you can't cross over, you know, man-made uh, dams and, and things like that, but you can get out. Uh, any of our tournaments, you can really get out and, and wade or uh, pull over shoals or beaver dams or whatever. So um, that uh, it, that's the gist of it, really, you know, at the top level. Um, and it's it's yeah.
3: it's definitely different. We uh you know some of the clubs do river river trail series and even mm-hmm. the paddle and fin trail right now we've got some river s- river stops in our event. But I never hear anybody do anything real skinny water dependent like this. Um you know where just like you said you have to have current has to be actually skinny. Yeah. Um we have had mm-hmm. a couple issues the last couple of years with rain so they last minute had to change and open it up to um all basically our big bass rules all public waters in north alabama
1: Alabama, so we had some we had some rain uh we actually had the same thing happen last year we had blowouts all across the state and that is one unique thing about it is that uh, because we are north alabama kayak anglers we cover uh, for this tournament, at least our rules and for our big bass tournaments, you really can cover from Birmingham, uh, North to the Tennessee state line, East, um, to Georgia and West to Mississippi, any public water that uh, is fishable skinny water. So it really opens it up to, to people across the state, at least the Northern part of the state. Um, and same thing with big bass. So we try to get a lot of people to participate, you know, with that. And it gives you a lot of options to fish too, instead of being constricted to one area with a lot of people, because we don't. We don't want to pressure those you know, fisheries. Too bad.
3: That's the that's the one thing us North Alabama guys hold tight to our chest. So we don't. <laughs> like even even with one of our guests tonight, Luke, we were talking earlier, and I mentioned, oh, y'all are down there near the near this, and he said, kind of. You know, we, we keep those spots true so and dear to us. Within twenty miles. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in the I'm in North Alabama. That's all you need to know.
1: Kind of in this Corner, maybe, but.
3: See, I usually tell you I'm in that corner and then I'm over here in this corner, you know, keep everybody guessing, but, um, uh, so give us a rundown of your day. Um, and I've got some pictures here to screen share, uh, yes. just to, just tell us how your day was going and then so, what happened.
1: See, I think our lines in time this weekend was like 5:30. Um, I was, I traveled about an hour to get to my spot and I still fish skinny water for this tournament because that's, but I hold near and dear to my heart and that's what I like to fish and that's my favorite thing to do. So, um, that's what I wanted to go do. So I kind of stuck to my plan. Uh, just kind of did a solo thing where I put in, and I was just just going to float down and wade back and, and do that a couple times. Uh, so our lines in the thing was around five 30. I got on the water probably around six or so. I kind of took my time, stopped and got a biscuit, you know, a bologna biscuit on the way in. But, uh, so I just kind of took my time to get started. I got started about six o'clock. Uh, took me probably till six thirty or so to catch my first fish caught a little small spotted bass thing was like 10 and a half inches and I was like well I know how today's gonna go it's, uh, <laughs> like any other time so uh just kind of kept going about my way floated down a little bit got into some more uh current you know some bottlenecks and things like that got into some uh you know eddies and things and ended up catching like a I think it's a 17 and a half smallmouth and uh, just a rocket of a fish man and Caught it and I was like, okay, maybe this is a good, good sign. Uh, so I got down, got down the creek, caught a couple other small fish. I think I caught like a 14 or 15, something around there. So I had a limit at this point. Um, and then I caught one fish, it was like a uh, 14, uh, 15, something like that, smallmouth. And I went to measure him, and uh, or actually, I was trying to get the hook out of his mouth, I was using treble hooks, went to get the hook out, and he spawned me Uh, and actually broke off the spine actually broke off into my thumb and i've never had that happen before uh yeah you got the picture right there and that's not actually the thumb that it went in but you can see how big that spine is um yeah it's pretty significant
3: that thing looks mean too
1: yeah I, i should have sent you the picture of the fish that that did that because you could actually pick out the one that broke off but uh i'd hate him i'll i'll send it to you later but anyway, so that broke off my thumb. I had to pull off. This was probably around 8, 15, 8 30, somewhere around there. And uh, got that pulled out. Didn't uh, it I meant bled, man. Like it bled a lot and it hurt and I didn't have anything to really dig into my thumb with. <laughs> so, I found an unused hook in my box and I sterilized it and I just kind of dug in my thumb for a little while to get the rest of it out and then had to patch it up you know i had some bandages and, and stuff with me and cleaned it up real good so um, got
3: shanked by a smallie
1: oh man he, he did a really good job on it too.
3: he didn't do uh, as good job as the next one did no
1: so i got down uh, a little farther and was still catching fish uh next uh, i went down the next little rabbit or shoal and caught a uh, really pretty 19 and a quarter inch smallmouth so i was like getting really excited uh, I was like, man, okay, maybe I can actually have a good bag today. Usually have, you know, one good fish and two small fish, or two, a, a really good fish and a decent one and a really small fish. Yeah. Because uh, our tournaments are three fish stringer, uh, except for our classic. So. so, always looking to get three good fish. Um, <clears throat> so, got that one measured. Uh, lost like a 17 uh, right at the boat. He kind of struck right as soon as I, I was reeling in and uh, tight lined me. So, I missed him. Uh, but I kept catching fish, man. So it was a really good day uh, about nine o'clock, a little after nine o'clock, something like that uh, hooked into another smallmouth, got him up in the boat. And of course uh, he had two hooks in him. I think one kind of hooked around like his, his fin. And then the front like hook actually kind of got in his mouth. So usually with, with like treble hooks, I like to use fish grips because I don't want to risk getting a treble hook in me. <laughs> uh, but that's foreshadowing,
3: yeah. <laughs> I was just about to say that.
1: <laughs> so, so, anyway, I got him, uh, got him up, you know, got the fin down, had him ripped with my hand, being really careful because I didn't want to get another fin in me. Um, and I got the back hook out of like kind of the side, and I went to get the front hook out, and then when I did, he shook really hard, I lost control, and He smacked my leg, and that back hook went into my leg. So,
3: And that's uh, just, that's in there.
1: It it was really in there. And everybody was telling me, like, man, you should have done the braid trick. Well, I don't have braid with me, for one. Maybe I should put that in my kit to take with me from now on. And number two, I was not close enough to anyone or anything that I was willing to risk messing something up when I've never done that treble hook trick before.
3: Man, I wish I had been floating with you. I would have loved to been they got to yank that bad boy out.
1: Well, I pulled on it a couple of times and I was like, nah, but the bad thing is, <laughs> is the bad thing is I had that hook in my leg and I had the other hook still in the fish's mouth. So mm. I, I was just not in a really good situation at nine, nine, it was nine, nine thirty 30, somewhere around there in the morning. So to make a long story, even longer, I got the uh, hook out of his mouth because he, for some reason, decided to participate this time got it out measured him just in case wasn't <laughs> um, put him back in the water and i messed with it for a little while and i was like you know what the best thing for me to do is to paddle out to the main river which was i don't know jim you know where i was at that's that's a couple like, miles probably yeah it's two miles so <clears throat> i called a couple buddies that live out in that area and uh finally got a hold of, of a couple guys and they were able to to meet me down at the uh main river uh main lake and I patted out there and they picked me up and I just went to, went to the urgent care and, uh, had them dead in that thing and rip it out for me. So I made sure they saved the bait though. Cause I wanted
3: to put a new hook on it. Cause it was catching a lot of fish that day. Oh, did you not ever take it off the split ring? You no, just I'm left not, the whole yeah. thing dangling.
1: Yeah. I let it do that because like I didn't have my split ring pliers with me either. So another lesson learned. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I left them, uh, with my other tackle bag that I take out here to my neighborhood pond. And, um, Anyway, so I, I didn't have those with me, and I tried to mess with it, like sitting on the tailgate of my buddy's truck, and he picked me up. And uh, I, like, turned it, and the barb, like, turned. It
3: just, I don't want to no. mess with it.
1: I was like, you know what? I'll just wear this jewelry pr- proudly. Yeah. And I'll march into the medical care and let them take care of it. So.
3: Well, either way, man, you were having a really good day. You ended up 10th uh, hmm. overall, didn't you? Yeah. 51 yeah. inches for three fish, which is, you know, that's a you know that's a good on. day either way. Um, like we said, though, the the tournament got opened up from skinny water only to uh, any public water in the lake, so we actually had some guys straight hammer on them that day, and here is the winner, Mr. Luke Turner. We're still waiting on second place. He had a work dinner, but he should be jumping in with us here in a minute, but what's up, Luke? What's up, guys? How's it going? Pretty good, man. Hello glad you could join us sorry we ran it so long but i really i like that story second well, time i've heard it it was enjoyable and
1: I, I don't tell stories very short either so
3: i knew it'd be colorful well, yeah. but uh Luca uh, this is the first time we've had you on uh why don't yeah, you man. tell everybody about you and how you got into fishing and whatever
4: so, yeah I'm luke turner from Mars uh, marsh alabama like everybody else i've been fishing all my life there's just one problem my dad didn't like bass fishing. He loved to brim fish. Hmm. So I didn't get into bass fishing until uh, I was about 11 or 12 years old when my sister married my brother in law, and uh, he was a bass fisherman. So that's pretty much how I got into, into fishing. So, well,
3: That's awesome. Well, he just jumped in here. Well, perfect timing. Uh, this is right. uh, second place, Michael Putman. What's up, man?
4: What's up, guys? How are you, how you
3: doing?
2: good good just got home from a work dinner so it's been a long day
3: i hear you i appreciate you giving us some time man
2: yeah i yeah, appreciate you guys asking
3: yeah i hate that you missed uh dan telling his story about shanking himself with uh crankbait
2: i, I saw the picture I, i've been there i know the feeling but yeah, i saw the picture
3: <laughs> <laughs> well uh michael this is your first time on the podcast as well uh give everybody a rundown of uh who you are and how you got into kayak fishing
4: Oh
2: geez! So um, Michael Putman started fishing when I was probably ten or eleven years old. I was fortunate enough to have a lake down the down the street from my house. We walked down and fished it all all the time, as much as we could. Um, it's got a little older. I bought my first boat when I was probably twenty years old, a little flat bottom with a with probably the best running Mercury twenty five horse that you could get. <laughs> fished out of it until I probably replaced the deck and the carpet and that thing three times while I had it, um, picked my Jeez. first tournament out of it. Um, started upgraded to a bass boat and just didn't, didn't like it. Like I just didn't, I was spending so much money in gas and spending so much to enter tournaments that it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't a lot of fun to me. And I started reading about kayak fishing and, guy loaned me a kayak one time and I put it in my pool and flipped out of it two or three times (laughs) just trying (laughs) and um knew then that I kind of wanted to to take a take a try at that so I um actually cashed in some PTO at work and found a feel-free lure that I wanted and bought it and here we are three or three
3: of us here have been in that boat that's my my first boat mine too
1: I was about to ask that
3: question,
1: but now that's been answered. So I was just
3: curious. Yep. But, uh, Michael, uh, you've done, you've been part of NACA for a pretty long time. And, uh, you also participated in some of the Bass Nation state stuff. Uh, you went to the classic this year, didn't you?
2: I did. Um, got fortunate there. I actually, um, Finished just outside of where I needed to, but a couple of the guys who finished ahead of me had already qualified. So um, I remember you calling me while I was at work and asking me if I wanted to go, and I—I I, was no way I was turning that opportunity down. That was that was on my list, and man, what a great time that was! Like Why, we had, had a, a ball.
1: You had a pretty good story about your trip out there, right? I mean, you had some, holy cow, <laughs> you had some problems. Yeah, so,
2: yeah, so I drove out, um, drove all the way out to Texas, um, started pre-fishing. I, I pre-fished with uh, Randall Wallace and Michael Cooper, and we felt pretty good about what we found. And I noticed as we're pedaling, or I, I have a hobie now, I was pedaling back in, and my drive wasn't wasn't right. Like every time I'd turn, like I'd turn my 360, and it would get hung and just, just bad off. So I got it out of the water and got it back to my room and started working on it and it completely failed. So made a few calls back home, talked with the guys down at the dugout, and they put me in contact with a company out in Dallas called Mariner Sales. And I drove. So Possum Kingdom Lake was about two hours and 20 minutes from Fort Worth, Dallas area. So I got up the second day of practice and just took off. Um, drove all the way into Dallas that morning. Those guys were great, man. They they took my boat. They met me in the parking lot, pulled my boat off the trailer for me, took it into their shop, and about three and a half hours later, they they wheeled it back out and said it's good to go. Um, fixed the drive belt for me. Um, everything was covered under the warranty, so I mean I didn't have any stress. I mean I missed that day of practice, but other than that, man, they took care of my boat.
3: Some got good service. The water, and I'm it's telling like you, it a was fantastic IAC pit crew.
2: It was too, man. It was great. They, they really did take care of me. So. And that
1: was um, the day before the tournament started. That that was the
2: day before the tournament started. That was the Tuesday before we were allowed Mm. to practice. I think Sunday, Monday and Tuesday, I actually used Sunday to drive out. Um, So I practiced Monday and didn't even get to look at the water on Tuesday. Lines out was at two o'clock on Tuesday. So, I mean, I walked down from my room and looked at how muddy the water was and that was, that was it.
3: (laughs) so <laughs> oh yeah something well again glad to have you and we'll uh let's get into this we kind of already went over what the river stop normally is and mm-hmm. that because of the rain that we had to open it up a little bit so Luke we'll start with you um, before you tell us how your day went just give me a brief rundown of like what your mindset was going into it, and then when they opened it all up, what changed?
4: So yeah, we're just going to do a, a creek float. It's going to be uh, me, Sam, Frank, Jason. We had a little creek in mind. Um, that's going to be about six and a half hours, and then about eight thirty Friday night they opened it up, and I'm out there getting the creek boat out and putting the big boat in. Texted them. I was like, "Hey guys." I don't mean to abandon y'all, but I think I can win this thing. I was like, I got got this big fish lake. All I got to do is run into them. Yeah, and that you like, did. yeah, man, we understand. We understand. I was like, yeah, but I hate to abandon y'all. Cause that, I mean, it, <laughs> it looked like a fun float, even though two hours after line's out, they were still
3: floating. They might even still be floating. Like <laughs> yeah,
4: might, I don't even know where they are. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't talked to them since. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's crazy, but you definitely you made the. I'll throw the numbers up here in a minute. It was definitely a good call uh, on your yeah, part. Yeah. And uh, Michael, what about you? Uh, how was what was your mindset? You know, the night before, right up until they changed it, and what what'd you change?
2: Uh, I mean, the truth is, is I could echo Luke hands down. Um, I had a creek in mind. I, I have a particular creek over around Florence that I love to fish. It's full of. I mean the spots and small mouth that you want to be in a Creek, but it started raining. I was sitting up at the kayak store trying to find some, some pink Ned Ned rigs and it started raining while I was there. And I was like, man, if it doesn't <clears> stop, <throat> like we're, we're in trouble. And I knew that I knew my Creek would blow out. So yeah, as soon as they opened it up, I didn't even, I didn't even pull my Creek boat out. I just, I, I hooked the Hobie up and, I knew exactly what I was doing. I was going to, like, so, I, yeah.
3: I, I, I hate that I didn't participate. I was signed up, <laughs> and I was, like, I didn't listen to the weigh-in. Or, I'm sorry, the, the meeting and the identifier release. And I was getting set up kind of late. And I got all my, like, where I'm going, Michael, you know a little bit about it. I was going an extremely light. Making sure I took my shotgun for the snakes, like I wasn't playing around. So I, I did all this gear consolidation, got everything down. I was taking reels off this rod, swapping them up, and then I went back. And right as I'm listening to the video, Dan texted me and said they opened it up like last year, and I just got mad. I was like, man, I don't have time. I was already sleep deprived. I was like, man, I don't have time to reset. So I just texted the directors like, just send me my money back. I was like, there's no chance my creek. My creek is fishing really good right now, but it's not fishing 60 plus inches good. Like, I don't even know. I mean, I'm sure it was mid 50s, but I don't know. It just, that just like, took the wind out of my sails, and I just didn't even want to do it anymore. But y'all had an excellent day. I'll I'll go over the numbers and then we'll get into how y'all's days went. So, uh, Luke big bagged everybody with 64 inches in three fish, which is amazing. Freaking like Dan said it I've earlier. I've
4: never done that before. Never. I'll probably <laughs> never do it again.
3: Hey. it's time to retire, man.
4: It is. I had 101.5 inches for the day out of five fish.
3: Jeez. Aren't you sad that there's no monthlies going on right now? <laughs> like throw up a hundred, throw up a twenty-three, no other tournaments going on that it counts in. So and I've then was, uh we got one in my, though. Well, that's too late now. He called what him too early. Cause now, uh, now Jesse's going to go catch him, <laughs> but, uh, Michael, you were right behind him with 61 and a quarter and you led, let's see, I'm trying to remember, uh, Jason Moore was third place with also, he had 61. So you edged him out. Jason mm-hmm. led most of the day. Michael came around him. I think around lunchtime is when I saw you jump yep. jumping with the quarter and then the standings went offline. And I, I know that Luke is a sandbagger. I, I knew I that. I really
4: it... didn't sandbag this time. I really <laughs> didn't. I, no, like, this I, sandbagged, I sandbagged a 21. <laughs> and then once once I caught that 23, I was like, yeah, I'm not sandbagging anymore. Nope, got to tell everybody. There. And then when I loaded it up and I went to look at the uh, the standings, they'd already turned them off. I don't know what time they turned them off. So. Yeah. I was like,
3: uh. that's great. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was saying it when they went off. I was like, man, Luke's the only guy I'm wondering that'll, you know, jump around. And then when they pop back on, I was like, sure enough. But 64 inches. <laughs> like, I don't, Michael, you've been with NACA for a while. Has anybody ever put 64 up in one of our tournaments?
2: The biggest one that I can remember, um, at least off the top of my head, was 63. On a Wilson stop about three years ago. About. Wow. On um, Wilson. I think it was 63. I think it was Richard Woodruff. Woodruff oh, yeah. Um, something like that. I mean, had like three twenty ones.
3: Wilson and Pickwick are his. Man. Like, we're probably all lucky that he doesn't fish. <laughs> you know, he doesn't have time to fish our tournaments anymore. Because he, he. I think he's the only person that repeat one a stop. He repeat one Pickwick in the same spot like yeah. i mean he's good i re-
2: I remember because i mean several of the guys i was fishing with that day had 58 59 i mean i think matt good. And, and lane had caught like both of them had caught 21 sitting right beside each other and you know we get in and they say matt's name is second place and i was like ouch yeah
0: but, you know,
2: <laughs> you know they call out richard we here here 63 and that's what i thought i mean when i had 61 and a quarter i was like you know this is pretty solid like like I know that someone can dance around this number. Like I, I've been going back and forth with Jason and and um, I forget the other guys, McGow and um, Cole. Coley. Yeah, yeah so I've been going back and forth with them all day long, and to to hear at the ramp that I had been bumped out of first with somebody with 64 inches man all i could do was congratulate that like good for you <laughs> go like, big <laughs> yeah like great
4: job man what do you say so you know, speaking hey, of it sandbag- was a it was a blessing I'm, I'm sure i'll never accomplish that again i'm 100 percent sure <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: speaking of sandbagging i actually got a text saturday from beaver and he was like Hey man, so did you forget your rods at home or something? I was like, No, nah, why? He was like, You must be sandbagging then. I was like, No, actually I'm getting a hook pull out of my leg right
3: now. <laughs> no, I'm in the ER. I'll call you back. <laughs> well, that's uh we, we're gonna have to get Nate to do a little fact check. I need to know if Luke's the like the reigning big bag holder for, yeah. for NACA because that was a killer killer accomplishment. So uh yeah, let's just, get into I- how go ahead.
4: I'm just in Naka for the door prizes.
3: <laughs> yeah, hey, we all are, man.
4: That's the <laughs> Yeah, Exactly.
3: Any, anybody that ever comes through North Alabama, you're more than welcome to come fish with us. There's no fees other than your entry fee, no club dues or nothing like that. Yeah. And anybody that's ever fished in our state with us will tell you that our giveaways are normally top notch. And that's the only reason you're there. Like, yeah. if you zero, still come to weigh in, have a little mm-hmm. food. exactly, And mm-hmm. go home with, like... This year they're giving away a Hobie, just if you fished an event. Like, yeah. doesn't matter how you did. Last year, what they gave away like five hundred bucks.
2: Oh, I won the five hundred bucks two years ago. Won oh, five hundred bucks yeah. and zeroed that day. Like, I told a guy I'm going home. He was like, "Well, don't forget about the cash drawing." And I was like, "You know what? You're right.
1: Actually, let me, let me ease with a, you. I got the two fifty that day. That was the top of the river, right?" We did yeah, did yeah. yeah. I got the $250. Yeah, prize. I, mean, I was like, hmm, what? That kind of makes up for all my entry fees. <laughs>
3: yeah. It's like, yeah, hey, fish door. for free this year. Good job.
1: Hey, yep. and speaking of door prizes, like, I know we're not, it's a different tournament, but saying, Jimmy, you're just talking about zeroing and then getting a door prize. Like, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I zeroed on Gunnersville a couple tournaments ago and I walked her away with an SLX rod. So, I'm there just you like,
3: go. Well, you know. Come to Naka, go home with some cool stuff.
1: That's sure. <laughs> right.
3: Well, uh, let's get into how y'all's tournament days went. So, uh, we, we know how y'all changed it up. Uh, without telling us where y'all were, because I'll be protective on this show, too, because these are all local waters to me. Uh, describe what kind of fishery you were at, you know, vegetation, rock, stuff like that, and tell us how your day went. We'll let you go, Michael.
2: Uh, mine was matted grass. I mean, just just thick thick and nasty. Um, deepest, deepest water I fished was maybe 12 feet. Um, I posted a picture on my Facebook, I think last night of how, how much they were swallowing a frog. Um,
4: that makes me so just, excited.
2: Yeah. It was just frog fishing. Um, I'll give a little more detail when, when we go, but you know, mats and hydrilla and thick grass. I mean, it's what I love. So,
3: did you get on them uh, real early or did it, did you kind of fight for it all day? How'd it go? No, nah,
2: no, nah, it, it started at, I think my first time stamp was 555. Uh, my second time stamp was 557 or
1: 558.
2: Hmm. Um, and it was that way all day. I mean, I probably had a 50, 51 inch limit by eight o'clock. Um, as the sun started coming up, I had to, I had to adjust a little bit. The, the pattern didn't really die. It just kind of moved. Um, Mm -hmm. at first they were kind of two or three foot into the mat. Um, as the day went on, the, the bigger fish moved out towards the edge of the mat, anything that was kind of, you know, the mat would go and stop with eight or 10 to 12 feet of water next to it. Um, you could almost call your shot. Wow. it was that way all day. The only thing that changed, I caught a 21 and three quarter at about twelve fifteen. 15. Um, that was the last frog fish I caught, and and she choked it. I mean, I had the pliers to get the frog out of her mouth. Um, it was, I mean, it was a deep bite. It was fun. I had a little audience when that one happened, so there was some... <laughs> some pretty colorful exchange of words that took place, but, um, Oh, I'm sure that one was, (laughs) that was pretty entertaining. And then from there, I took a, um, uh, like a 10 or 11 inch green pumpkin power bait worm. And I backed off of the mats about 25 or 30 feet and just started working that worm through the, the sporadic grass out on the edge and culled up a 18 with a 20 and did that for the rest of the day, um, caught three or four, maybe even five more fish. I mean, I probably caught 25 fish. Um, Saturday, my bite was consistent all day long. It was, I mean, I couldn't have asked for a better tournament day.
3: And I think uh, the weather actually helped a lot of that It w- with the hurricane and the the Gulf stream and everything, not hurricane, it's a tropical storm Fred or Frank or something like that blowing yeah. off the coast. That's something that I thought was going to be key for the bite being good was that the rain was coming in, but I didn't think we were going to see a big pressure change. Yeah, And I don't, I didn't check it, but I don't think there was. And just keeping up with everybody all day, like there were tons of good fish caught. I mean, yeah. you know, a lot of our tournaments, you'll see people fall off of the fifties, you know, usually right outside of the top 10 and 50 Mm. inches carried all the way till 18th place. And I mean, just everybody was having a good day, a bunch of 17 and up fish caught, you know, there were a couple of people that had a 20 in their bag and, you know, just a couple of dinks, like tons Mm. of good fish. But, uh, give me a rundown on your frog setup. Like, uh, what frog do you use and what's your, what's your gear behind it?
2: So I throw a spro frog 99% of the time. I actually have it um, somewhere in my boat right here. I'm actually sitting on my boat. But <laughs> spro frog. Um I like the shad color. If it's, you know, just normal. I mean, just think about Gunnersville, their type of that type of water. If it's um, you know, kind of stained, I like the shad or I'll go to a straight black. Um I like for mine to have some wear on them, so like it's not uncommon for me to leave them just kind of laying in my boat. I know that sounds a little strange, but um, leave them laying in my boat, let them get a little sun fade to them. I throw all of them on a, um, a Dobbins 735, just a, a Dobbins Fury rod. I mean, true, I was right? losing a ton of fish last year on a frog. like literally hated frog fishing last year, and I, I finally just – you know, talking to some of the guys in the club and reading about it. I switched to the Dobbins and I hadn't, I hadn't looked back. That was the best move I made. Um,
3: Dobbins should sponsor the North Alabama kayak yeah. anglers. Cause I bet you 30% or more of our guys own at least one of them. Like that's how that's I, I found incredible. out about them. And that's now, I mean, I, I work with that company now and that's the only rods I use. I love their rods. Yeah.
2: I'm four deep now, four or five deep. Um, the only one I don't really fish a Dobbin zone is probably my spinning setup, um, but I love them, especially yeah. the, the the frog setup. I mean, I couldn't couldn't ask for. It. I mean, it's got the power when I, you know, when I want to set the hook as hard as I can, and you know, I know I'm sitting on top of a mat. I don't I don't stress about it. I, I pop them, and I mean, I hadn't lost many frog fish since I switched to the Dobbin's rod. Um, throw it on a. I throw a Corado DC. For my reel um just i mean it's just a good rod i don't have to kind of switch to that probably two tournaments ago i fished with um, luke and jesse and them for the coleman stop on flint creek and i knew that i was going to be skipping a frog under all the laydowns downs and uh, treetops and stuff like that on flint creek i can and definitely I say i haven't skipped with... a frog <laughs> well when you get on flint creek if you ever do it's i mean it's full of laydowns and overhanging brush. And I mean, there's about a foot that you, I mean, if you can get it in there, you can catch fish just hmm. plain and simple. And I switched to the DC for that tournament stop. And that was, that was a good move. It, it worked. It'll be my frog reel moving forward. The only thing I probably do a little different is I like to throw it on 40 pound braid. I don't actually throw it on, 65 or something like that. I think that 40 gives me a little more cast ability. gives me the ability to skip when I want to, um, can make a little bit longer cast with it. So, and I haven't, I mean, I know there will come a day when that, that decision doesn't pay off real well. Um, but for now it, it works.
3: No, <laughs> oh, yeah, so. no, without a doubt, man. I think the like 40, 50, 65 range, it just depends. I think they're all really, really, like strong, solid yeah. braids in those weight ranges. It's really just what are you wanting out of it, you yeah. know? And I agree with you. Like I, I back down to fifty when I'm trying to like bomb a cast at some of the places yeah. that have like looser mats, yeah. but I keep that sixty-five for when it's right on me. Because there's, we all know we're all from Alabama. We've all caught fish on Gunnersville or in the thick mats at a local watering hole around here that. <laughs> When you hook, you just reel yourself to it. You don't. There's no getting it to you. (laughs) Well, uh, killer day, man. Uh, Congrats on that. Uh, We'll move on to Luke. I wanna wanna hear about your day, man. Talk me through your. Is that that's your first hundred inch day, right?
4: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's
3: century mark, man. That's something to sit on, dude. Good job.
4: So my best day before that was probably ninety five. So, oh, so yeah, I mean, it started out kind of slow for me. Trying to get them to eat that, uh, that plopper in the morning and the uh, buzz bait. I had a boat in front of me. Um, I messed around at two places and tried to catch fish. Um, I went upriver. The boat was sitting in a spot. I was like, man, I know I can get an 18 off there. I watched them for just a second. I was like, ah, they're not fishing that right. So I'm just gonna go way <laughs> up river to a spot that I know. Uh, ended up getting. I think my f- first fish was a like a ten, <laughs> and then the and then the second fish. Speaking my. I remember I, on the on the plopper was a uh, 1850. No, I'm sorry, it was a 20. That was at uh 6:45 in the morning. So. I really didn't. I only caught one fish before that, so it was kind of slow. And then the sun comes up. They're not even looking at the plopper or the buzz bait. Start with the jackhammer around some weed edges. Looking for a, looking for that moving bite. I caught one after that. So I get, get going down the bank. I'm, the sun's coming up more and more. I'm still throwing a jackhammer, and I finally get a bite. And I was like, "All right, the sun's up. The sun's on this bank." I was like, "If I can duplicate this with a jackhammer, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna have a good time." And that bite just never materialized. So I go all the way back down the lake. I'm fishing jackhammer. I'm fishing shaky head, uh, spinnerbait, uh, anything you can think of. Go all the way back down to my put-in, turn around and come back, hit the same spots again. And this is this is pretty late. I mean, it's getting... Um, 2 o'clock, 2.30, 3 o'clock. And I just... I'm on a point. I was like, I'm not getting anything on this point. I need to. I know these fish are here, so I backed way off of it. And I was making some bomb cast up there with a the magnum shaky head. And... Uh, just, I mean, sometimes I was working at two plus minutes of cast. I mean, I was just soaking it. And if I didn't get hit, I I'd reel it back in. Yeah,
3: I would have lost my like, yeah, I two minutes. Already
4: moved on.
3: I can do that in the winter with a drop shot, but I cannot do that with a shaky head.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can when you're catching 20, so. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but see, I'd have gave up before that happened, so I'd never know. Uh,
4: soaking it, uh I got that got that 21. And then I mean I've caught I've caught 18s, 19s. I mean it's a bad day when you're trying to call a 19, right? Terrible. Terrible. What's that I was like, like I'm not going to. <laughs> What's that like? <laughs> I I went to the other side at this point. I mean, I was working it from all areas and I get this get a pretty big, pretty big boy coming in with me. And, um, you know, large amount. they don't, I mean, they, they pulled some dragon stuff, but it's not like no river spot that I'm, that I love to catch, but he's pulling some drag and I know it's a big boy. I get him up, get him on the board. I'm just, I'm yelling. <laughs> I mean, woo! I mean, I ain't, there ain't nobody around. Nobody can hear me.
3: <laughs> so you but, didn't yeah. have any other kayak guys end up out there with you?
4: No, no. I had one boat guy and we played hopscotch up the river and just nothing was it was sporadically producing but I just wouldn't own them until like I said I had to just run into them about 2:33 o'clock and they were on that point and they were schooled up and they were big and they were pretty upset they didn't want to come in that net
3: <laughs> yeah it. for uh we said the totals, you know, sixty-four inches. But for anybody wondering, he had a twenty-three that anchored that, a twenty-one and a twenty. And you said it yourself, trying to call nineteens and stuff like that. Man, that's just such a bad day of fishing.
4: Just yeah, looking looking back on that twenty-three, I was so excited. I think I could have got twenty-three and a quarter out of it.
3: <laughs> Same. I I caught one at Pickwick a month ago that I was just like ha ah, click 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 threw it back and was like oh damn he was a lot longer than that you know. not
1: far off of getting that quarter inch either. I'm I'm looking at the picture right now and you weren't too far. I know yeah, I could have saw just...
2: it too. It was close.
1: That's a <laughs> that's a, the eye on that thing. I mean, it's
3: how deep of
4: water were you catching him in? Oh, I had to back way off. I was sitting in about uh 25 feet casting a 12. Whew.
3: Also, wouldn't call oh, those right, fish anyway. <laughs> nope. Well, see, <laughs> I would have went between you and kept going.
4: <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't done that yet this year. We've been mostly we've been skinny water fishing, or I've been on a jackhammer bite, and I've never had to do that yet this year until this tournament. I mean, I'd much rather catch him on a spinnerbait or a jackhammer than sucking a, two a shaky coke. head and sucking <laughs> yeah, a shaky head in twenty foot of water. That sucks, dude.
2: So <laughs> especially when it's hundred degrees outside and you're sitting because yeah. oh. there's no shade at that area.
4: Oh yeah, there's shade. <laughs> it's called a Vers umbrella. Get had, them on Amazon. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, attach it to your seat. That was a lifesaver. Ain't no way I could have stayed out there that long.
3: You know, I used to and like hate to, uh, folks 14,
4: with that. But fourteen I water bottles one. also. Jesus.
3: Oh, man, I I take like three with me and just hope for the best. If it gets that bad, I'll just start drinking lake water. Like, I'll take my chances. Well, that's, that's crazy, man. Idea. You had a killer day. Um, tell me before we uh, we move on, what's your shaky head
4: setup? So I was fishing. I like the, the VMC um, rugby jig. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fishing some uh, Zoom. It's called the Magnum Shaky Head. And I would, I can't remember. They got, yeah, I think that's right. So I ran out of them. Jesus. And I'm looking, yeah, because I mean I'm like most disorganized tackle. Like I looking, looking at the back of your screen, you got all that stuff on the back there. I don't have all that. I just have, <laughs> I just have what I have. In my kayak, and then I've got panfish stuff, and then I have saltwater stuff, and then I have inshore stuff i don't I don't keep a stock really, so the only other thing I have is these magnum shaky worms and these v m c three aught hooks on this twelve inch worm and I was like, well, let's try this.
3: <laughs> that right there let you know they were eating it good though
4: oh they are. If they're
3: covering nine inches yeah. of worm to get that little three hook <laughs> that's what she said, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love it what's your uh, rod and reel setup behind it
4: uh that one is a uh, a phoenix ultralight
3: um, so that was probably a really good
4: good so rod bender then 23
3: yeah,
4: <sighs> yeah that uh, phoenix ultralight it is a awesome rod um like i was doing a i tried a dobbins or worm fishing uh, I don't guess I got the right one because it's got two. I thought it had too much bend, so I've used it for my spinnerbait now, and it is awesome. That Phoenix Ultra good, and of course I just I use lose and Seaguar InvisX ten pound line. So, jeez, man,
3: I'd have broke it off. If if I'd ever lined up all the stars, been fishing in that deep of water, soaking a worm <laughs> for two minutes, it all ended when I broke it on ten pound line. I'd have seen it. It broke it. I'd have like. Stab myself in the head with a shaky head. Uh, then like old that, Dano over there.
4: That, that's the <laughs> heaviest line I go unless it's braid. Wow. Um, I mean, and Then, I, was, I, then I, I, I run 30 pound braid.
1: I don't, I don't know
2: when the last time I bought a 10 pound spool of line was. I don't own one.
3: <laughs> Not <either>. I don't mean, <laughs> either. I have some I for like my
2: finesse stuff, one. but that's it.
3: I, I, I bought 8 pound one time for drop shot. Broke off like 5 times and was like Screw that. I'll never try this again. <laughs> and then Dan. Dan is the uh, the old school fisherman. Dan, I want to know about your creek setup stuff a little bit too because it was a river stop and, you know, every everybody that hits the river, or hits the creek, does it a little different. So yeah. what were you catching them on?
1: So I was throwing. Himself. Well, yeah, well.
3: I'm sorry. Wait,
1: technically, I did have the biggest catch of the day.
2: But <laughs> Sure, Maybe. I mean, you're not wrong. I not I, wrong. <laughs> I, couldn't
1: fit, I can't fit on a catch or a hog truck. But uh no, so I mean I took three rods with me. Uh, I usually carry like a Texas rig rod, um spinnerbait, you know, and then like a uh, I, I like I'm throwing like light crankbaits, weight baits, things like that. Um and I was throwing that on a all-star nano medium fast. With a uh, Rebo X on twelve pound mono.
3: See, he's Dan is like, he's the guy that like reels me reels me back in, like I get caught up in all the, like I need to try this, I need to try that, and then we'll go fishing and I don't even have to ask. Dan, to hold up fish, but like, what'd you catch on no. Texas rig? I know. Hey, Never mind. I'll tell like you, Dan, you need braid. No, I don't. I'll, I'll tell you, mono. This,
1: is, this is the first tournament. Actually, it's the first time I've been fishing in probably forever that I didn't have a Texas rig tied on. This was the first time. I actually texted somebody and said, hey, if you believe this, you may or may not believe this, but I do not have a Texas rig tied on.
3: If you'd had one tied on, you probably wouldn't have shanked yourself.
1: If I had one tied on, I probably wouldn't have been catching fish, too.
3: Also true.
4: (laughs) Hey, let me go back to something. That was a a Phoenix ultralight, but it's a medium-heavy. Oh, okay. I, so that's. I, I want to make sure I'm not using the ultralight rod worm fishing.
3: I was fixing to say, I'd like to see you wind that bad <laughs> no, boy up and no, throw no, 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 no. Yeah, it's a
4: Phoenix ultralight medium heavy. Okay, okay.
3: Uh, in my head, I'm picturing that thing flexing like a fly rod. Just <laughs> up. No, no, no. Yeah, I got to
4: thinking about that, and I was like, wow, well, I think they got the wrong idea of what I was using. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't trying to use a fly rod on a shaky head, so.
3: Well, uh, y'all had it awesome. It's cool. It was kind of three different ways of fishing. You're fishing like a summer pattern out deep. Uh, Michael was up in the slop doing my favorite kind of fishing on the frog. And Dan was back in the skinny water pulling pulling like my partner Drew does, man, getting in the, in that, that backwater stuff and really, really hammering on some river smallies. Um, so going forward from that, uh, what do y'all have coming up next? Uh, Cause actually Luke fishes with NACA all the time, but he actually fishes with a couple of the other state clubs too. Uh, down, uh, you know, closer to the central part of the state. So uh, Luke, what do you got going on?
4: Uh, I have <laughs> iron city, iron <laughs> city on bankhead uh, this weekend. Nice. Okay. Bankhead Lake. So that's my next one. I'll be back in the, uh, I'll be back in the creek boat.
3: And you're uh, you're leading Angler of the Year in Coleman right now, right?
4: Uh, yeah, I'm leading Angler of the Year in Coleman. I think I am. And I'm second in uh, Iron City.
3: My man's doing work. And a little... Uh, that, uh, was that your kid that won last week, two weeks ago? Yes, he beat me on Flint Creek, yeah. I know, okay. Yeah. So shout out to to turner jr for showing evan. daddy what's up Yeah, evan he, he <laughs> me. that's awesome
4: he seems pretty was, happy
2: about it At way yeah he, i mean he, he yeah, did he did. Me.
4: hey we we got I'm in the sure car that was a long I was ride like, home well we got in the car and i was like gas money celebrate dude celebrate he's like i want to be humble i was like we're here together you don't have to be humble you can scream and shout
2: i mean come on he did good too that was a yeah. tough that was a tough tournament actually so
4: yeah it was yeah, we
2: were we were in the slop that
3: day, and uh, <laughs> you're qualified for state, aren't you, Luke? I mean, if you're um, running up in
4: Angler of the Year, you're yeah. I mean, I've been
3: got got it.
4: I've been double qualified since probably 2019 every year. So
3: don't no not to brag or nothing, but you know, <laughs> double qualified. <laughs> what about you, Michael? What you got coming up next?
4: Uh, hey, I'm just a tournament junkie.
3: I, I will that's give fair. it to him. That dude is out somewhere in our state fishing every weekend. Yeah. He hits every tournament he can. Uh, hats off to you, homie. Yeah, no kidding.
2: And to do to do solid in them every every time, like your name's always up there on the top somewhere. So oh, sure. Yeah,
3: there's a certain <laughs> friend of ours that I love. That when he sees your name up top, it's like his driving force to do better. He t- that's how I know that you're leading AOI because he texts me and was like. <laughs> Our last tournament's at somewhere I've never fished, and I have got to beat Luke. <laughs> but uh, what you got coming up, Michael?
4: Okay. So okay.
2: I fished the last three weekends in some sort of tournament, so I'm going to take a few weekends off from tournament fishing. I believe the next one that I will have will be the AOI championship for NACA. Um,
3: NACA I Classic. Feel,
2: yeah, the Classic. To be on Wheeler, so um, five minutes from Wheeler where I live. I mean, I can be at I can be at the Flint Creek boat ramp in five minutes. Um, don't know that I'll fish there, but pretty excited about that one. Wheeler's always treated me pretty well. Um, I enjoy You've fishing. He's taking my money so. if you're on
3: Wheeler a couple of times.
2: Well, right. <laughs> well, maybe once or twice. So, <laughs> but i anyway, you just gotta throw if you're if you're fishing Wheeler in the winter, you got to be throwing a jerk bait. If you're not, you're gonna get beat. That's all there is to it. Bye, so, by Michael. <laughs> um yeah, Michael took my I'll money every what? time.
4: This time. I said Michael's took my <laughs> money a bunch of times.
2: <laughs> Not, all right, I'm, I'm, gonna stay, I'm gonna stay humble, but thank y'all. Um it's it's nice to win a little money every now and then. I definitely enjoy it, although I typically oh, come home and take my family out to dinner with it if I if I manage to pull it off. So
1: what's that like? <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's some. just another bill for us. There's no, <laughs> right. there's nothing on the other end of it. It's always an expense.
1: You just throw in the budget, and that was just you know. just
3: just toss it in there. Well, yeah. you say you're even, taking off. Different uh, but... TVKA coming down to Gunnersville this weekend with a oh, like a 24 me, hour tournament. Man, I think At that all. me, you, and Randall, and a couple of our guys to just team up, go night fish Gunnersville, and just put the smoke oh, to those guys. Holy.
2: Don't, don't say that to me. That Let's would do be it. um, that would be pretty tempting. So if there ends up being a group message after this is over,
3: hey, um, you hit me I up because I am telling you
2: participate. So uh,
3: you call call up the Calvary because it's uh, it's their classic. It's uh, sixty dollars entry, but if you haven't fished with them, it's just an extra twenty dollars. So it's kind of open. Yeah. And yeah. I just they come down here, and some of the Tennessee guys will show us up. On Gunner's I'd like to return the favor. It's the time of year to do it. You only yeah. need but
2: one or two rods. So Gunner's Will in the August. The reason you need another rod is if you mess up one. So. That's right.
3: Awesome. <laughs> well, well, uh,
2: um, yeah, after that, I think I, I mean, uh, second place this week should have done pretty good for the angler of the year points for NACA. So I hope to fish Smith in, in October. Um, oh, yeah. More than anything, just as an opportunity to get back to the to the classic man that was so much fun so
3: yeah i on my uh,
2: to-do list every year now
3: i've got some more information about the state tournament coming out this week um but yeah smith in october hope to see you there luke you gonna make it
4: yeah i should hope so
3: yep i'd like to i'd like to see some some more of our guys my buddies go back to the classic i was super excited that how it all played out that because we had some guys qualify from Tennessee. So they went with their Tennessee qualification and that's how the spots rolled down to uh, the the Michaels, you and Cooper. Yeah. And I know, I know you had hit me up, I think, or no, it was Cooper. I called you or I text you, you you're at work. And I was like, Hey, I got to ask you something. And when I asked you, you were, you were super excited. And that was cool. Like Like, you were so excited. Well,
2: I mean, to fish for,
3: not only to fish for that type of money,
2: but to, to fish on some sort of national level like that is is pretty awesome. Um, yeah. And it's still and relatively
3: it a, new, man. The, yeah. The it was a great
2: opportunity. So,
3: and then I love uh, I mean, I every second of it. It was the same thing with Cooper. Cooper texted me because he was the next slot down. He would message me probably like once every two weeks, be like, hey, man. Anybody, anybody backing out? Need to roll a spot. <laughs> and then he finally stopped, and a guy did. I got a message from John Stewart with Bassmaster, and was like, "You need one more." So I finally called him, and and he 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 was like stupid excited. But uh, hopefully it happens again for y'all, and uh, hopefully the Bassmaster thing stays around for a while, and we can do it every year. So yeah. I'm excited to see how that develops. Well, uh, Dan, what do you got coming up? Did you uh you gonna qualify for the classic again this year and not yeah,
1: go I yeah i should for sure um after i because we we do our four four trail stops your best three you drop your worst one which for me is Gunnersville. but uh yeah i should qualify and i plan to fish that september 11th so like michael said you know it's on wheeler and that's right at my back door and,
3: yeah. i mean
1: give me you know i'm fishing wheeler Anytime I fish, like, where are you going? It's like, oh, you're going
3: to Wheeler again, aren't you? Yeah, Dan don't go too far. That's why I saw it when they posted it. I was like, hey, this plays to some of our favors.
1: Yeah. uh,
3: Yeah, I, I screwed myself up this year. I forgot how, and I don't want to take it away from it. If you show up and you catch a limit, I mean, as long as you don't catch, like, three dinks, you can usually qualify and stay in the top 20 in AOI. And I didn't think about that and skipped our third event and then read the AOI standings, and I was in 15th. And then I skipped that event and then didn't show up last weekend. So I'm out, but I won't be in town for the Classic anyway, so it's not a terrible loss. I'll be up in lacrosse. But, uh, but yeah, big, big th- stuff coming up for the state, this is the time of the year it starts to get fun uh, with all the club classics and the state and everything. And it'll be, you know, last year was the first year in a while the state championship moved off of uh, the Coosa River. And honestly, I'm not too sure how well that was perceived with people. Did, did any of y'all fish state last year?
4: Yeah, I did.
3: What would you think about Neely Henry?
4: Oh, we on the free He's on a fast-moving creek, somewhere. <laughs> he loved it. <laughs> uh, I, I love the Coosa uh, River down there around Tomka.
3: Yeah, Coosa is a well, different I animal. Unless it
4: uh, what was it two years ago when it was rolling sixty-four thousand cfs, came a flood the night before. I didn't float at that time. I uh, I didn't paddle <laughs> up so. <laughs> yeah there
3: i don't know there wouldn't have been much floating it had just been recovery at the other end of the river yeah
4: i mean all the rapids were gone so i mean (laughs) yeah
3: (laughs) can't target nothing well guys it's been fun it was cool We, we have nate and uh well i think it's just been nate we usually have uh nate on every year you know we do shows in the off season talking about the local clubs all over the country and stuff like that and I was looking through a bunch of the other stuff, trying to pick a show for this week, and uh, there were a bunch of clubs that, like, like Queen City had over a hundred people, but they do four fish, and I think it took sixty inches to win that tournament with four fish, like, and it was terrible. And like Naka had some of the best numbers overall, and uh, I couldn't believe that we hadn't had none of y'all on before. So I wanted to do that, and I appreciate y'all taking some time out to join us oh, this evening. And uh, thank you no problem. Hopefully I'll have y'all on again. Maybe one of y'all holding the classic trophy or something like that. Go out there to the Carolinas and show out. But uh, before we let everybody go, uh, we always give everybody a chance to thank anybody that makes, uh, makes fishing easier for them, uh, whatever that means to you. So Dan, uh, you start.
1: Yeah. I'll just shout out music city outdoors. Um, You know, they, they've been gracious enough to let me join their team this year. And first that's the first team they've had. So uh, it's been Fun, kind of, you know, going through that uh, with you, Jimmy, and just kind of seeing where that's going to grow. So definitely want to shout them out.
3: Yeah, man. What about you, Michael? Um, I'm sure Luke's
2: going to say the same thing, but it's it's Tony Dean up at the kayak store. Um, I'm I'm fortunate over a lot of other guys. I literally live three minutes from Tony's shop, so mm-hmm. I swing down and and sit at the stools at his you know, at his store and just chat for a couple hours a week, almost every week um, for the classic man. He brought in, he brought in any bait that I requested. I'd come in a week later and it'd be sitting on his shelf. He'd have a little stack of them sitting behind
3: for me. Richard. So
2: um, man, dude, he, he took care of me. He takes care of me every time I go in that store. So I couldn't, I couldn't ask for anything better. And, and to be able to, to give him a shout out on this, on this podcast and and support him is fantastic. He, he really does take care of us.
3: He really, and, you know, with, I, I again, I, everybody knows that I, I work with Music City Outdoors, and they're a great company to the north of us, but Tony really does. Like, he is paving oh, yeah. the way in our state for what a shop should be, how you should mm-hmm. treat your people. I love, I still go in there and hang out with him, you know, and we bounce ideas off of each other and I'll yeah. help him while I'm there if I can, just cause I mean, he's like, he's doing it with a full-time job mm-hmm. and it's a small shop that he's almost outgrown. Like that's a lot of what me and him talk about are pondering ways to expand that store somehow. Yeah. So he doesn't have to move. Cause it's a cool shop, man. That little shop looks yeah, awesome. It's
2: neat. it's neat. It's fun to be in there. My kids love going in there with us. I mean, but, you know they right. they drop by a shop and blow the horn and yell Mister Tony <laughs> and they love it. It's it's great to have somebody so close. Like I know um you
4: know yeah it's like an old radiator old radiator shop or something. Yeah
3: yeah yeah it definitely feels like an old like an old mechanic shop. It basically has a bar in it. You know the for anybody listening he's just got like an L shaped counter but yeah. you know with the bar stools and there have been a few few uh, adult beverages consumed at that store for sure. Um, but uh, I'll see if I can post a link for his information for anybody that's in the area or not. I mean, hey, you can drive by and help you out. And I'll put uh, Music City that me and Dan work with. Uh, Tony Tony's helped us out a lot there, too. Uh, people come in looking for a boat that he doesn't have currently or a company that he doesn't work with. He sends them up to us, man, and we, we try to do the same. He carries some stuff yeah. we don't. But uh, but not not to take it away from you, Luke, man. Uh, Who who helps you out makes fishing easier?
4: Hey, man, I'd just like to, of course, the kayak store. I'd like to thank my wife for putting up with me and all my dumb buddies when we go out on the weekends.
2: <laughs> That's the truth, all, too.
4: All the, all the gang gang crew, Sam, Frank uh jason and jacob doing all our stupid stuff in the creeks that we do so she puts up with me uh the kayak store of course it's got uh what do they got yak attacks doing their 15 percent off this whole mm-hmm. month and he just got a pile of paddles in yeah yeah he did you need a pile, yeah
1: in.
3: which uh, for anybody listening um most of your dealers are struggling to get bending branches right now so yeah he got a top of them too yeah, he
1: carries everything in there too, man. He's got a lot of stuff. I mean, he don't have just paddles and kayak gear. Like, no, he's I mean, baits and I mean, yeah, he's got baits. I, I my,
2: my last NRS came from him. He's yeah. Uh, I, my my NRS boots came from there. Like, he's got it all.
4: He's got some whitewater helmets too. Yeah, uh,
1: I haven't been over there in a while, but I mean, I work. My office is actually right down the road from from his shop, and uh, of course, we don't. We don't really go in that much anymore, so I haven't been in there in a while. But every time I do go in there, it's like I just expect to be there for an hour.
4: Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I yeah. oh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just shooting hanging that up.
1: Yeah, it's like I'm not getting home for dinner tonight.
3: Probably. There's there's been a couple times where it's been a been a stretch since I've been out there. I'll get over there on like a Sunday when he opens up, and then I'll also be there when we close up. Like, <laughs> like well, this day went went away from me. But no man, good guy. We'll put his information up for everybody, and uh, there you go. I oh man, you need to fish in that. This thing. is for
4: all my dumb buddies too. So, <laughs> Wolf Pack Gang Gang. Oh my god, <laughs> that's,
3: great. that's great. Well, again, guys, we appreciate y'all coming on. I won't keep y'all any longer, and uh, good luck, and we'll see you next time.
4: Cool man. Thanks, guys. Yeah, appreciate
3: it. Yep. Yeah. Dan, big thanks to you for coming on. Uh, I'm so glad I got to share your uh, shanking yourself story and give you a chance to come on here with me and hang out for a little bit, do a little bit of co-hosting and playing around. Sure.
1: Hopefully I filled some shoes in okay.
3: I mean, you're no Drew, but you're getting there. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) It's all good, man. Well, uh, greatly appreciate it, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll holler at you later, man.
1: Yeah, man.
3: Sounds good. Appreciate it. All right. All right. Well, uh, moving on from there, we're going to hit that tournament recap stuff that we do every week. So we'll jump right into it. As I mentioned earlier, the Queen City Kayak guys had a uh, the Emerald Throwdown on Lake Norman and they had 110 anglers show up. And for anybody that's never listened to us talk about them, they do a four fish limit. They're one of the only clubs that do that. Um... First place was Chris Goodwin with sixty eight and a half. Second place Kyle Yants with sixty five and a quarter. Third Lee Hodge with sixty four and a quarter. So for four fish, they were that was a pretty tough day. These guys, it's very common for them to have you know eighties for their four fish limit. Uh, moving on from there, kayak anglers of Western Pennsylvania had the Western Classic on. It was a two day event. The first day was on the Allegheny River and the second day was on Lake Willem. Uh, so first day and it was a combination of your uh, six fish total. I'm trying to make sure I'm reading this right how I got it typed in. Yeah, three fish limit per day, so six fish total. So your day one winner was Aaron Ole with fifty six and a half, second place Nate Hall with fifty four and a quarter third place Ben Simpson with 54 and a quarter as well. Day two winners were Chad Claypool with 46, Ed McDonald with 45 and three quarter. Seth Willoughby with 45 and three quarter. and then the overall winners. first place Ben Simpson with 98 and three quarter. second place Seth Willoughby with 97, Third place Chad Foster with 96 and three quarters. So uh, good numbers day one numbers fell off when they changed bodies of water. So I'd like to I'd like to know a little more how that went. We might have to have those guys on. Uh, moving on from there in New York, kayak bass fishing had the three bays tournament, Port Bay, East Bay, and Little Sotas Bay. Uh, they had 31 anglers. First place, Jacob Turner with 90 and a half. Another big limit coming out of New York. Second place, Brandon Lewis with 85 and a half. Third place, Nathan Yakuza with 82 and three quarter. Uh, Moving on from there, we had one of the real crazy kayak fishing uh, tour trail stops on Lake Gunnersville. Thirty-two anglers showed up for that one. First place, Russ Vandergriff, uh, with eighty-eight and three quarters. Second place, Joseph Gaten with eighty-eight and a half. Third place, Shane Wells, with eighty-eight and a quarter. Uh, Up next, the Missouri Yak fishing tournament series on Stockton Lake. Sixty-eight anglers, five fish limit. First place, Morgan McLean, with eighty-one and three quarter. Uh, second place chad davison with 81 and three-quarter third place justin coon with 81 and a quarter so again that was another tough one for a five fish day um next up we had the kayak bass anglers of central arkansas on lake nimrod they had 26 anglers five fish limit first place chris jones with 92 and a half second place jeff otts with 88 third place johnny maddox to 83 and three-quarter uh next up the natural state kayak anglers uh nwa ace of blades beaver lake road runner that's a mouthful uh 59 anglers first place john wofford with 80 and a half, second place justin brewer with 78 third place Dwayne beatty with 77 and a quarter uh up next the uh, kayak fishing utah bass tour on jordanelle reservoir 33 anglers five fish limit first place, Aaron Warner, 74 and three quarter second place, Bill strong, 72 and a quarter and third place Casey Forwaller with 70 and a half. That's a, that's another area you don't hear too much about uh, as the, the Utah fishing out there, especially kayak fishing. So good to see that club popping up on the radar, uh, Cincinnati kayak fishing, flowing water, 2021. It was a statewide tournament in Ohio. Any public launch, on river systems in Ohio, Kentucky, or Indiana. So, oh, so that's a big area. Uh, 47 anglers, three fish limit. First place, Sean Skidmore with 57. Second place, Joey Stamper with 54 and a quarter. Third place, Jake Martin with 53 and a half. So congrats to those guys. Uh, Next up, we had the Sticks Live Series in Lincoln, Nebraska. They had a bunch of eligible eligible water, forty-eight anglers, five fish limit. First place, Brady Stores with eighty-three and three-quarter. Second place, Danny Went with eighty and three-quarter. Third place, Chung Fam with eighty. And last but not least, the Central State Kayak Series Lincoln Road Runner. Uh, same waters were eligible. Uh, basically, this is just the folks that double dipped. Uh, Twenty-six anglers signed up for this one, five fish limit. Uh first place was Chung Pham with 80 who was third from the event before, second place Chris Longshore with 79 and a half, third place Bobby Rubek with 78 and a quarter. And a couple of honorable mentions, the kayak anglers of Florida, they had a couple of guys get on some good fish, uh Sean Spears with a 23 and Chris Mitchell with a 23 each. Uh you know, that's 23 is a good fish to talk about. And then the central Mississippi kayak fishing, uh, the winner, Taylor Cochran caught a nice 24 and it to tell you that was a bad day of fishing. Uh, that 24 only got him to 49 and a half for a total. So it accounted for, you know, right at half of what he ended up with. So it was a struggle, but that's the tournament for the week. Uh, Hope to have another good show next week. Again, as I said, I will not be here next week. Uh, I think Drew and Ken and a couple of people will probably be talking about the fantasy fishing, uh, all the updates to everything. Um, Or Drew may throw together something else for you. all I will be at the beach sipping my uh, cervezas, thinking about all of you lovely people. Um, uh, Let me know in the comments if there's any shows that y'all are going to want to see come off season. I want to start thinking about that now, um, as the tournaments kind of roll down. Um, you know, we, we kind of transition to what we do. So, uh, hit me up, shoot me a message on my Facebook, you know, Instagram, however you, you follow us, the paddle and fin page, uh, Give me some topic ideas or if you have something interesting you want to talk about or your club or anything, just just get in touch with us. We'll get it on the list for off-season or filler shows and I can just stay in touch with you and you'll make it work. Well, uh, thanks everybody for joining in and we'll see you next week.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Fin.